The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. We can finally, once and for all, find out what happened with Judas Priest. Whether they broke up by themselves, or they were pushed out by outside forces, like uh, the government. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. And uh, what? No, what are you going to say? <laughs> no, I don't I don't like to air our behind the scenes stuff. Oh. Don't worry about it. Do we got something new? No. Some new No, no new. No. I'll pause it. Guys. I don't care if I just started. No. I'll pause it. No, it's I, fine. I'm, it's fine. I'm probably too loud this week. Yeah. Hey everybody. Hey, it's the Boogie Monster. We it's never the, do that. It's the Boogie Monster. We never introduce it's, ourselves. Yeah, we got a little familiar. Yeah. We got a little uh, presumptuous. But the, the thing, audience. the thing is, it's not. We're not on the radio. Like, if you're listening to us, you see the thing on your phone or your computer or whatever. So people, yeah. Know. But we also sound like every other assholes mm. having a podcast. So maybe you're just playing it in a bunch of them. You're like, which one's this? Which one of these That's two true. dudes uh, jerking each other off? Oh, it's the Boogie Monster. It's that flavor. Yeah. <clears throat> the one where the sound's bad and I cough in the mic. Uh, yeah, so addressing sound issues, I'm trying. I'm trying, guys. We don't know what we're doing. Well, it's That's we should. We should at some point. You know, if you're asking people to listen, mm-hmm. you should. The one thing, the only thing they have to do is listen. Yeah, that should be of quality. The yeah. information's going to suck. Yeah, but the <laughs> the audio quality could at least not be offensive. Yeah, and so I read that on Reddit, and you're right. I'm sorry. The hissing, I don't know. The hissing, I don't know. Um, so my apologies for that. Something Starburns can clean up in post. Maybe we can blame it on them. I mean, well, we we were fine, and then all of a sudden this started happening. Got to run it through the hiss filter. Yeah, I don't. Okay, well, I'm gonna. I'll look at the. I'm looking at the boards. Yeah, the Zoom, and um, I'll check, and I'll I'll try to be louder. I get the mic way up in my craw. I I always give it a fist distance. This is this is my standard. I oh, was really? taught that in radio in broadcasting school. Now, oh, really? Give it, a, give it a fist? Put put the length of a fist. <laughs> just, you've used that uh, to solve a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, just put a fist in there. Oh, really? All right, so I should be louder then. All right, because I, now I, I, I'm i trying to hit the 12. That's you. I turned you mm-hmm. off. Fuck. All right, well, I'll try to project. I'll try to eat less <laughs> snacks into the mic. <laughs> But that, that episode, you just gave me snacks, and then you took me on a whole journey, yeah. and it was like I was watching a movie. Yeah, it was on me. I was eating movie snacks yeah. into the mic, so sorry about that. I don't know. You gave me those Twizzlers. I don't know where those things went. You ate them all. I ate all of them? You ate the whole pack right there in that episode. There was two packs. Well, you may have eaten two packs. Fuck no. I thought I took them into the car, and then I didn't know where they went. Well, one of them, because you left, no, this isn't me being passive aggressive, but you left the trash behind, so I know, <laughs> no, I don't care. It's not it a big comes deal. Out, it comes out like you are, though. <laughs> no. even, even with you saying you're not, it comes out like, all right, sorry, man. No, I just mean that's, that's evidence that you ate that entire pack. Now, I, I don't know if you ate, I thought you ate, you cracked open the second pack. I don't know. I thought so, because I thought I wanted, oh, see, now I fucked with the sound. I wanted no part of those uh, Hawaiian punch Twizzlers. No, they were gross. Hold on. I see, now I, I changed, I pressed a button on the thing. Shit. Mm. Right. Well, oh, man, it. you know, the, the see what happens when I try to make it better? I fuck it up. Mm. 
Sorry. Yeah, All right. Well, we are a couple of assholes. Well, it's not on purpose right now. Hey, speaking I'm not of trying to Andy Kaufman the fucking <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Ooh, it's, we're going to talk quiet, and then you turn yeah. the radio. That's kind of funny. Though. Speaking of snacks, yeah. What are your thoughts on Oreos? <laughs> what are my thoughts on Oreos? Yeah. Hey, man, like they they taste good. Uh huh. What uh, are they? What what's supposed to happen? Well, did you? Okay, we fist, all know fist distance. <laughs> Fist fisting distance away. Fist distance sounds like what a is that? Man. What is that? Uh, tip to elbow? Yeah. What, what's tip to elbow? F- fisting. I don't know. It's, don't worry Ooh. about it. Oreos. They're By great. the way, fisting. Uh, take it easy. Who's? I don't. I don't need to see it. Who's into that? I'm a real. Calm down. I'm a real plain old. Yeah. Unsweetened bowl of oatmeal when it comes to <laughs> watching porn. I don't need. <laughs> I do not need fisting. A, oh. But proceed with caution. This fits. All right. Be gentle. What's next? Um, Oreos. This isn't new news. It's new to me. Well, okay. They got the mega stuff now. All right. And I, I got some mega stuff. Now, they also, I think I saw something that said all stuff. I don't know what that means. It's just a pile <laughs> of white goop. There's, <laughs> there's, there's no cookie. But the uh, mega stuff, I don't know if you tried it. I've always been a fan of the double stuff. All right, And if, uh, to the naked eye, I'm assuming that the mega stuff is, is, a, is a triple stuff. It looks like it has about three times the, the regular amount. I, no, that's now, too much. No, no. It's really good. Not only is there more stuff, but... The new re- the new ratio it, it creates like an entirely different dance in your mouth. It's a good time. <laughs> that, Try the. I did not expect that sentence to sound that horrifying. It's very exciting. Mega stuff. New dance in your mouth. A lot of white goop there. Uh, well, that's the easy joke. Yeah. Come on. Well, and speaking of uh, Oreos, uh, milk. Have you noticed that the expiration dates on milk are getting longer than they used to be? I well, got, they're not even supposed to. Like, they, there was a whole. That's your whole conspiracy theory. If you want to talk about that, is about how I, the joke I would always make about expiration dates, but they're not real. Yeah, Seinfeld has a great joke about that. He's like, how do they know the exact date? Maybe the cows tip them off, and he does this act out where he's a cow. And he goes, July third. <laughs> while they're milking, yeah, I they mean, tip them off while they're milking them. I, I, it's the company's putting it on there. Mm-hmm. Milk, you're gonna know. And I think yeah, part of it, they got to protect themselves. Like, all right, dumb dumb, if yeah. this is chunky and smells bad, don't drink it. But also, like, it's well. Like, I don't, I don't go by any expiration dates in my fridge. I think with dairy, you probably should pay kind I, of. Attention. I know, I'll smell uh, if it's cheese. I cut off mold. Yeah. I don't care. Well, here's my point. Traditionally, it it's always around ten to twelve, mm-hmm. fourteen days, right? Like most of the time, right. you're looking. I got a thing of milk the other day. Expiration date was friggin' June. What's going on with That's that? That's not, no, that can't be right. And my other question is, is that expiration date, is that relevant to if, if it stays sealed? Mm-hmm. Like if you just don't open it, it'll last till June. But if you crack it open, I'm not having, I don't think, it's not sitting in your fridge open. I don't think open. that's four months. I don't think milk, that's not, I'm, I'll go to the, I'm going you, to the boards with You go it. to Ralph's or Kroger and get the Ralph's brand. And it's their expiration dates are like three or four months into the future. That's not. That's I can't. Seven days. Milk lasts seven days. I don't know <clears> what they're putting. I don't know if that was a misprint or they yes. got some new technology. 
I mean, I, 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 I fucked up here. I came home and I made mac and cheese drunk. Mm-hmm. I left the milk out. And the next day, because then Rachel was like, you got to drink it now. Like, just messing with me. Mm-hmm. But I, I smelled it. The, like, just being out overnight, it's bad. Yeah. It went bad. Yeah. It was also already old. Mm-hmm. But I was still using it. Well, it's like, you know, you see in movies and stuff, like the diner scene, and mm-hmm. people are having the, the cream in their coffee, and they got the little little pewter or silver cream thing sitting out on the counter. Yeah. And then every now and then they're like, ooh, it's curdled. I don't think it's pewter. Don't drink out of pewter. Not pewter, but, it, you know, whatever. But uh, they're like, ooh, it's curdled. Like, are you just leaving cream out 24 hours a day? Well, that's back that. when men were men and didn't complain about that kind of mm. stuff. What what movie are they? I've never seen them complain about curdled milk. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a trope I've seen several times. <laughs> it's uh, a trope. Uh, the old trope curdled milk trope. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, smell it. Cheese, cheese, I slice off the mm-hmm. bad stuff. Yeah. I got no problem with uh, working my way around. It's like uh, the bruise of Hey, your, your house gets termites. You don't tear down the whole house. That's true. You it's fix a great the, point. You just cut out the rotten wood and re- fix it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of milk, did you hear uh, Joaquin's speech last night? No. Joaquin Phoenix won uh, Best Actor for All Joker. Right. And uh, I like Joaquin, but boy, he was a, just a rambling, tambling dude. Full. And uh, just all the earth's problems yeah. we're going to solve here in this three-minute speech. But uh, he, 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 mm-hmm. he wove in. Uh, he milk shamed everybody about how we we kidnap cows and take their milk and put them in our cereal and our coffee. Oh, full! Like, yeah, he's going the full vegan thing, yeah. Yeah, which I get. I mean, hey, I appreciate that. But like, I would have. Did you watch the Oscars? I watched, but I wrote some jokes for it. Uh huh. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't. So know I that. just watched a section where joke did your joke? Any of your jokes get on? It is. I don't know what the etiquette of like who you wrote jokes for. Man, well, you can tell me off the air yeah. if you don't want to tell me now. That's great, man. Yeah. Good for you. But, uh, man, heaven forbid I ever win an Oscar. I'm just going to go up there. <laughs> fucking. You guys rule. Fucking thanks. I'm out. <laughs> Highest cholesterol in Hollywood. <laughs> the fuck you going to win an Oscar for, Dave? <laughs> Somebody tweeted. Uh, <laughs> this guy's pretending he likes to eat his vegetables. <laughs> Give him a statue. Highest cholesterol. Somebody <clears throat> tweeted, I forgot who it was. They're like, the Irishman should have won most movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I would just watched a bit of it. But uh, yeah, that's the vegan part where, I don't know, there's little elements of veganism where I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. I get I get where you're coming from. I'm not there, but I get where you're coming from. Yeah. The milk thing I get, too, because I, when I was a vegetarian, I read some stuff or saw a documentary. Apparently, apparently, your average milk has blood and pus in it. Uh, so I don't need that. That got me off milk uh, for a while. Well, who's drinking milk as an adult? I mean, I, I put some in my mac and cheese, for sure. For I, sure. I dip a, a mega stuff in there. That's a good time. You could have an almond milk. Yeah. You could have an oat. No, I, I totally had oat could. milk. I haven't tried that yet. I, I had the soy milk back in the day, and the yeah, almond milk is that. fine. Yeah. Let me try the oat milk. I'm inadvertently like vegan a lot of times. If I'm aware of something, I'm like, all right, yeah, I can have this option instead of the other thing. But mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm not. I mean, I wear leather belt, leather shoes. I, I mean, yeah. I'm not. I figure if you can use the wrapper, you know. Mm hmm. I'm not eating the meat, but I could use the wrapper. 
<laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I, that's uh, vegan. It just seems like a difficult life. Yeah, seems like it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it to be hard. Life's like, hard enough. Yeah, I, I mean, I the, yeah, the dairy cows. I would hope they're treated better. Mm-hmm. I fall. For, that's another thing you want to look into. Like, well, what does it mean when it says free range and this and that? <clears throat> does it mean it's better? Like are the animals really lucking out? Like, oh, that's free range eggs. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I heard like free range just means there's a door in the chicken coop, but the chickens never leave anyway. They don't yeah. walk outside. <clears throat> like, all right, dumb old chicken. Well, and how do they catch them if they're free range? They're just wandering all over the place. I got a fence. There's a yeah. there's a limited. I got two egg and cheese uh, McMuffins the other day, oh. and they gave me they gave me the McMuff like they gave me the ham on it. I'm like, man, now I'm in a predicament because mm-hmm. yeah, if I send it back, are you guys gonna throw this out? Because I would not want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So I made sure I didn't manhandle them. Mm-hmm. What'd you do? I I sent it back. I'm like, oh, I just wanted the egg and cheese, and I'm hoping that like somebody there is like, oh, these got sent back. We can eat this. Mm. But I don't know, like some companies make sure like you have to throw out food that's sent back so they know it's not this kind of scam that like, here, order a wrong thing and mm-hmm. then send it back and then I can eat it Yeah, as an employee. True. <clears throat> I used to do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Mm. Made the wrong thing. Darn it. <laughs> Quadruple whopper. <laughs> this is going to get me an award someday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna beat Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> but seriously, I would love to see somebody just go up there for five seconds and be like, "Fucking thanks, man. Appreciate it. They, Have a uh, great night." Yeah, everybody was like patting Ricky Gervais on the back for his mm-hmm. <clears throat> whatever his speech. And just remember, people wrote those jokes. Ricky mm-hmm. Gervais is not that funny. No, he is not. Uh, I liked The Office. I'll say that. I give him credit. The, the original Office was great. I find him painfully unfunny. You will go no, back and his, watch his, Talking Funny. His stand-up is uh, an insult. It's 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 painful to watch the uh, Talking Funny thing with him, Seinfeld, Chris Rock, and Louis C.K. It's three really funny dudes, and then this yeah. fucking halfwit yes. over here trying fake laughing, pretending he gets the jokes, pretending that he's in the same class. Like, dude, fucking ugh. yeah, and his whole like superior atheism like yeah man way to be an edgy 15 year old yeah oh you believe in a magic man in the sky like listen i agree with you but you sound like a dick you see that promo photo he took years ago with an atheist thing oh and he was super uh yeah he was a super rip dude oh my god with his shirt off and he's got the mic stand like a cross and he's got a crown of thorn oh yeah dude that's a, that's a bit that's about as bad as that one turd who took a greased up shirtless pic on instagram that comic? Oh. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck off, you turd. Like, well, that's not what comedy is. Well, Go be a the, fucking the, model or the, join a band the, if that's what you want. Listen, people can't help it that they're attracted yeah, to Yeah, it's tough. But you should definitely call out how you understand how female comedians feel oh my when God. they're objectified yeah. in a shirtless picture of yourself. Ah, the guy, the guy's not a villain. He's a turd. It was, it was a turd move. I'll it was say a that. Turd move, dude. <laughs> what else going on, man? How was your week? What did I? I got to look back at it. Yeah. What did I do? What did I do this week? I didn't do nothing. No, no shredding. No, man. Went out once, smashed a wheel. So I'm got everything's in uh, repair mode right now. Uh-huh. 
Just did spots, man. Getting yeah. ready to hit the road this week. Getting That's ready right. to charge people money for my whimsical thoughts. <laughs> you gotta you gotta lube man, up the machine. What a oh yeah. It's I'm glad that the fear doesn't go away like or the like the the sense of audacity, like who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> Charging money just so you can make your little fart sounds. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, ah, so you sell yourself short, dude. You're a great comic. People want to come see you. It's self-preservation. Yeah. How so? Because if you think that way, mm-hmm. then you're always appreciative of the opportunities you're getting. Of course. As opposed to thinking you deserve more and then you're going to live this life of disappointment. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I'm saying just, yeah, have some humility no, it, about it. But don't it don't completely sell yourself. But short. there's that, you know, when you haven't been on the road and you're like, oh, shit, I haven't done... I have, like, you settle into your hour on the road. Yes. Where it's like, oh, I got the timing set, and I know, like... Because you can't do an hour in, in town here. No, rarely. no. I so, always feel bad for the first couple of shows on my tours, like... Uh, well, some are, because they're, they're, they're finding their way, but that's why it's fun sometimes. Yeah. But anyway, I, I got I got Shane Torres with me to buffer the that. But, uh, yeah, I didn't do much of nothing, man. I was... Uh, did comedy programs and uh, did a comedy show at a, a piercing shop. Okay, which that was <clears throat> the pay in piercings. Just as bad as it was. No, it wasn't bad. I shouldn't say it was bad. It was just um, no. I don't. I don't need any more mm-hmm. holes. Do you, you just have the one? I got earrings. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I had pierced my ears. Yeah, uh, but uh, that was a late in life thing, right? Oh no, I had them done. Oh, you had when them? I was a teen. I just had the holes because they were not gauged like huge. Where I got the onion ring uh-huh. earlobes, but the holes are still there. Like, okay. they, like, like they took a little bit of my ear out. Because I remember when you started wearing the earring the first time since yeah, I. Yeah, Rachel been. just had them. She's like, those hole, the, is the hole still open? She put that in there. I'm like, all right. I think I'll, it was in Hawaii. Didn't you buy an earring in Hawaii and start wearing it? I, I bought a like, ring in Hawaii. I was like, I'm going to be a jewelry guy. <laughs> I'm going to start doing jewelry. Yeah, I got to stop getting dumb tattoos. I'm going to start doing jewelry. Yeah. Take that shit off. Yeah. That's not, no that's not permanent embarrassment. Yeah. That's true. I what man? <laughs> who was doing the? Uh, who's? Bi- I just saw somebody do a bit about. I think it was a Dan Soder bit mm-hmm. about tattoos. And he's just like we. This generation ruined tattoos. Yeah. So if I see a twenty-two-year-old with little sleeve tattoos, like I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> I should have been. Yeah. And I'm not. If I see a seventy-year-old with a bunch of tattoos, I'm scared to death of that. True. Guy. True. But nothing. I mean, and everybody's kind of had that version of how tattoos are not, don't mean much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not like, and now like the neck and face thing. It's like, oh, you just, all right. Yeah. Man, just know, just knowing that tattoo, like and stuff, I didn't, re- like when I was getting tattoos and stuff, I still, you know, you occasionally get one, but it's. The placement, the design, everything is of a time, mm-hmm. is dated. And you don't think it's going to be, and you think your tattoo is timeless. It's not. Okay. Well, I get, like, barbed wire around the bicep. That's dated. What's, but are, that do you think some of yours be, are timeless or, or not No, time, but, like, getting one on the dated? outside of my calf, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get a, a tattoo there. Because mm-hmm. that was, like, people were still, it was, like, mid-'90s, like, oh, getting a tattoo, you can't, better not have it be seen anywhere. Mm. And so a calf tattoo, and that's the mid '90s. Look who got their first tattoo in 1995. Okay. Yeah, in my opinion. But just like the, just the art, how the art was all super big, flashy pieces, like uh-huh. the big rockabilly type of 
sacred hearts and the old timey microphones and shit. <coughs> and that's yeah, that was the mid yeah. to late nineties. That's true. That was what the style was. And Ooh. now it's all the stick and poke. Look at the little twee home homemade stick and poke tattoos. That's gonna look old as shit. Hmm. You know? It just, I like just fight like neck tattoos or face tattoos like that is going to be and the, like I remember getting t- like when I started comedy and somebody making fun of like everybody getting tattoos it's like it's like getting parachute pants <laughs> sewn onto your body <laughs> like you realize this will change yeah I didn't get my first tat till I was like 35 36 can you do me a favor and never call them tats tattoo I'm sorry I didn't get my first ink Oh, that, is tat tat's no good? Don't say tat. I, I, you can. I just it's like bleh. yeah. See, I'm not immersed in the culture. I don't know what's lame. I'm trying to think of what a term is where it's like oh, uh, you were like <clears throat> like when somebody calls Chicago shy town. Like don't do the please Hot Atlanta. Yeah, so it's kind of like yeah, okay. not like I'm gatekeeping no, tattoos, I, yeah, yeah. but but yeah, I didn't get one until I was uh, 35 because at that point I was just like, well, fuck it, I'm not gonna. More than likely, never have an office job. I'm. Well, yeah. I'm, when also at 35, you're like, this is my interest. This is the thing I like, and it'll be a more timeless thing for yourself because mm-hmm. you didn't get it when you were looking at everybody else with them going, I got to keep up and yeah. be cool. Yeah. When I'm wearing my big giant raver shorts <laughs> and rollerblading. Oh man. Well, I don't know. What'd you do this week? Still settling in? Settling in. Just uh, enjoying my neighborhood, enjoying Long Beach. Just uh, walking on the beach. Uh, just took the bike out on the beach. Just yeah. just having a blast. Just having yeah. a good time. I uh, I told you last week I met my neighbors. Uh, mm. I, I've met them all. I've got three other sets of neighbors. But uh, there's one set that uh, that came over to visit. They, they, oh, yeah? They, they, they did the Housewarming? Little, little, no, nah, just a little pop-in. Just a little... Pop, I, I don't, you know, they may or may not listen, so I don't want to, you know, hey, it was a pleasant visit. But I got to know them. Uh, yeah. Cool, cool couple, Keith and Katie. Oh, I don't know if I told you this. Uh, the gal's name's Katie. They got a dog named Charlie. How fucking weird is that? All right. We got a Katie and a Charlie in my house. Um, but the, <laughs> I got the, a couple of those. The dude, uh, they're both, both uh, seem like real, real nice people. Um, but uh, so they came over like, I don't know, Thursday or something. And then uh, had a good little visit and got to know him a little bit. And uh, and then since then, had seen him coming and going, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, and uh, the Keith, the dude, is is a uh, big fan of the weed. But he got mm-hmm. a lot of, like, uh, stereotypical characteristics. Like, real nice guy, but just kind of has that, like, yeah. like stoner vibe per- about permagrin, him. Permagrin, yeah. Yeah, permagrin. Very much permagrin. And uh, Saturday night, some asshole, I guess, a couple blocks over was setting off fireworks. Yeah. Just like real boom. And I just went outside just to make sure it wasn't a, a shotgun fight out in front of the, the house. <laughs> just to make sure. The problem about Long Beach, a lot of shotgun fights. Yeah. And uh, it's about midnight. So mm-hmm. I go, I'm out on the front stoop looking around. And then uh, Keith comes out. Yeah. And I go, oh, hey, man, what's up? Did you, uh, did you hear that explosion too? And he goes, uh, no, man, I just ordered a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> but the way he said it, it just cracked me up. It's like midnight. He's getting a cheeseburger door dashed or something. But he just goes, no, nah, man, I just ordered a cheeseburger. Hell yeah, like, Keith. Good job, man. Hell yeah, Keith. <laughs> Live your life, dog. Yeah. He's like, what explosion? I got a cheeseburger. That is Long Beach living, baby. That is that yeah. Long Beach style. That cracked me up, man. 
Yeah, that's. I, I mean, there's there's worse. I, like, as long as you can still engage in a conversation, you're not completely checked out. Oh no, I don't yeah, mind he's, a, he's a smart guy, and you know, but you can just tell like mellow you know, when, when he gets off work, it's time to get into West, it. Yeah, West Coast vibes, man. Mm-hmm. West Coast vibes. Yeah, and I spent uh, Friday, man. I literally I walked about eight miles. Yeah, around uh, around not just my neighborhood, but a couple neighborhoods. I walked. Uh, I live about a mile from this badass record store, so of course. Wait, which record store? Uh, Fingerprints Music in Long Beach, downtown mm. Long Beach. Uh, really, really not as big and grandiose as Amoeba here in Hollywood, but still pretty, Some pretty magic bad. finds. Yeah, pretty good stuff. So I walked over there. That was like a mile. Walked another mile to another record store, and just just kept just I don't know just out on foot. It reminded me of my uh, my van days because when I would yeah. have the van, parking was such an issue. Yeah, so I just find a good parking post spot, up and then- post up, and then just walk everywhere. But yeah, I logged uh, eight miles. You got a miles. hood, though. You got a nice new hood. Yeah, yeah. So learning some of the good uh, eating spots, some of the taco spots. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, having a good time. Having a good time. Maybe- <laughs> this is, I, I'm not trying to call anybody out, but we, we went out last night. We went and, uh, went to this uh, sushi place. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, <laughs> I'm not trying to be... Uh, if uh, well, whatever. There's like a table. There's like a birthday party next to us, mm-hmm. and there's like big boisterous Armenian dudes having a birthday party, and they got <clears throat> they got some sushi that I don't know. Like they're talking about, like how you know you can get like gold on food. Yeah, like it's ridiculous. Yeah, but like, it's like boisterous Armenian dudes, and one guy's talking about some some place, and like bro, bro, they got. A gold steak. And another guy just goes, bro, stop it with the gold. <laughs> and I just started laughing at my table. It's like, it was <laughs> Rachel and I both started laughing. Because... <laughs> Got excited about a gold steak, which is the dumbest thing, and they have his own friend go, bro, stop it with the gold. (laughs) Oh man, it's like thank God there's a voice of reason amongst you, dudes. Yeah, (laughs) but that one, ah, that that one got me real good. (laughs) Stop it with the gold, bro. A gold steak. I mean that's a stupid trend in food. I don't. Oh, see. that is so dumb. That is so. Speaking of food, I, uh, I don't think food should be past a certain price. Ever. No, food's no. a food's a human uh, need. Yeah, I made I made a human need to uh, this weekend. Pulled it completely out of what my ass. What? Yeah. <laughs> made uh, made pulled, pulled some human needs out of my ass. Too. I made uh, jerk pork chili. Okay. Yeah. I've uh, if you get uh, my kitchen survival guide, volume two has my recipe for jerk chicken chili. Real, real simple, basic uh, recipe. Um, so I, I've, what I've been, makes a jerk? Just spices. The spices. Yeah, yeah. you get. Uh, you just, I don't Caribbean spices. Uh, yeah, I don't claim to know enough about Caribbean food and Jamaican food, but I love mm. it and I love a good uh, jerk spice mixture. Um, but yeah, usually just you buy the jerk seasoning and throw it on the chicken and bake it and then pull it apart and turn it into chili. But mm. I did that with uh, with uh, pork ribs. I, uh, I seared mm. off some pork ribs and uh, rubbed them down with the jerk seasoning, chopped them up in little bits, threw them in the pot with some uh, lentils, some some lentils, and uh, 
Oh, man, some oven-roasted garlic and onions and peppers, and uh, it was pretty good. The only problem is I put a little too much chocolate in it. With my with my beef chili, I'll put mm-hmm. a little, like a half a block of, or half a bar of uh, dark chocolate just to... Okay, you know, We've All talked right. about deep, deep flavors. <clears throat> yeah. Get that umami. And I put a little, little too much chocolate in this, and it was almost... It almost had like a mole vibe to it, but uh, yeah, jerk spices, uh, little mole. chunks of pork ribs... Mole. Uh, the roasted puree of uh, onions, garlic, and peppers, uh, red bell pepper, orange bell pepper, and uh, oh boy, but just, just a little too much chocolate. But yeah, no uh, no real recipe to, to per se, but just uh, experiment with, experiment with that. It's uh, I love anything jerk. Yeah, I love a good jerk. I gotta figure out. I like it when they do like they take the jackfruit and they turn it into mm-hmm. stuff. That's possible for people now, that yeah. don't know. I I don't eat meat. Mm-hmm. Most for the most part. Yeah. Have you had the jackfruit stuff yet? I have. It's they could do it pretty good. There's still like you could still like the citrus fruit stuff still kind of comes through. But it's supposed to be kind of a pulled acid- pork <clears throat> Yeah, but like there's still a little acidity that comes through. But it, it's a pretty good texture wise and the way they can season it. It's a pretty good trickster. Okay. Uh, element. Nice for like tacos and stuff like that. So it's easier than you think if you're curious about it people have contacted i am not vegan i'm still pescatarian uh with not like i i'm baptist uh, eat fish all the time Uh but i will eat fish yeah what'd you get at the uh, sushi place i got a mushroom and tofu hot pot okay and uh i got a some sort of like like i don't know some sort of caramelized glazed cauliflower thing Rachel got a bowl that was like just like oh you want sushi like here's just a bowl of raw fish like a big not poke like all the pieces of sashimi but like it okay. looked like eight different types of fish wow. just different pieces in there a big bowl of fish okay yeah she probably like she's probably real strong today <laughs> I, I want to cross her she's probably real strong she got all that fish strength we uh we had a little two person uh, Oscar party last night Katie and I she's a big yeah. fan it's it's like the Lady Super Bowl. Loves the Oscars. Nah, I get why people like yeah. it. I I don't care. Yeah. But uh, we did something. I've never done this before. We got takeout. We got Chinese food. But uh, just yeah. to throw it a curveball, we went all apps. Just a nice spread of Chinese apps, appetizers. It's good times. So we got uh, two, or three, two or three different types of dumplings. Got the crab rangoons. Got the ginger honey. <laughs> crab rangoons. <laughs> got the ginger honey wings. Uh, got a scallion pancake. Just Ooh, all kind man, of dipping sauces. Those pancakes are good. I, I always never, I never go to it right away. But then somebody gets it, and you have a little Boy. piece. You're like, why didn't I get that? Myself? Oh man, any type of like Asian Sa- any- savory pancakes, oh, savory boy. Asian pancakes. Don't deny yourself. One of the best things I've ever had over here, at Parks Korean Barbecue. The, yeah, uh, they call it, what are they? It's not the seafood pancake. They call it um, a green onion and and squid or something. I don't know. It's got octopus yeah. and green onions and oh boy. It's a good time. But yeah, got this one you dumpling. You can get away with that. You can do all apps oh, and man. Asian food. Yeah, I've never – I always liked the apps, but, you know, it's like, hey, let's just go all apps. And I got this one We do dumpling. have a topic, by the way. Yeah. We'll we do just a uh, heads up. But uh, Realize we clicked over the half hour mark. Oh, really? <laughs> That's all right. Uh, one dumpling that was Fuck just – Fuck you guys. <laughs> floating <laughs> in a – what we want. Just floating in a bowl of chili oil, like this spicy red, Ooh, oily – right. okay, okay. Just like mar- these little pork dumplings. Not fried, but the steam, so they got mm-hmm. the little rubbery. Uh, but Should just, we just do a food podcast oh, where occasionally we talk about <laughs> ghosts? There you go. That's the whole thing. I was the whole sound I was trying to avoid. 
I'm not going to eat snacks in the mic. I'm trying to pay attention to levels, and you fucking blow it. That's all right. With that move. I uh, I watched half of Motherless Brooklyn. What's that? Edward Norton movie. Is, it, is the movie called Half of Motherless Brooklyn? No, I watched half of a movie called Motherless Brooklyn. I've always liked Edward Norton, but I uh, recently learned that he uh, can be a real turd. Oh, really? I think he's hard to work with, up his own ass. And, man, this movie... I just couldn't. I couldn't get past. He gave. He wrote and directed it too. And I don't know enough about acting, but what? There's a term when you play a role or a character that has you give that character some sort of ailment, some sort of, you know. Oh, okay. But uh, this just seems real. Granted, keep in mind. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But his character. He wrote that his character has Tourette's. Yeah. So the whole fucking movie. He's playing this character, and he's in the middle. Like every ten seconds, he fucking spazzes out. Like you know, not to shit on. Hey, I know it's a it's a legit thing, and I feel sorry for people who have it. But like, it just seemed a little over the top. Like yeah. he wasn't, you know, portraying a real person. You know, uh, it wasn't a biopic. Someone who had Tourette's. Yeah. Just for no reason, I'm just going to give this character Tourette's, and it well, was so distracting. I'll go. You know, if if uh, in a rare moment of. Let's look at that. Like, look at acting. Like, oh, this is something you do. And like, how do you challenge yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, I know that sounds like a ridiculous idea because you know the how pompous the world is. But like, what do you like? I was talking to a guy who does. Uh, he was like a theater actor, like plays. I was like, how do you do? Like every night of the week, you got to go up and do the same thing. That's true. You got to say the same lines. It's not stand up. You don't mm-hmm. get to change it. Yeah. And he was saying, he's like, well, he's like, if I'm mad that day, then the character's angry. So I still do the role, but the guy's angry or he's sad or he's got a little bit of optimism that day. So everything he does is through that. I'm like, okay, so you got to change it up. I mean, maybe you're an actor. You're like, oh, some people want to phone it in. You want, yeah, fucking get Al Pacino to just fucking do that shit and get blue eyes, call him Irish. Uh <laughs> but then, but then there's other people. You got your Daniel Day Lewis's and stuff. Like, oh, you want to go that far into yeah. it? As because you, you brought him do- up, I watched two of his movies this week. Go yeah, ahead. didn't mean to interrupt. Go but ahead. no, but like, okay, maybe that's. I, I want to. I want to do something. I want to do things that are difficult and mm-hmm. see if I can do them. You know, athletes that want to push themselves to do better and become. You know, mm-hmm. that's maybe that's what's it like in that world. I'm, I'm, I'm talking out of school. I don't know, but this is just so distracting now. But like stand up, like you see a stand up, like oh shit, this is like a new angle. This is like material they don't talk about, or, mm-hmm. or do you want the guy like my man, my wife is man, do do, and you're just gonna keep doing that act in different versions, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mom, she's got this accent. Then she talks like this. And that's not a real accent that I'm doing. So I'm not impersonating anybody in particular. Yeah. But like, <laughs> oh, he's, oh, he's doing the, we all know. And those guys have stadiums full of people. <laughs> my mom sounds like that. Wow. Is it funny? But my mom sounds like that. Yeah. All right. Here's your 5,000 seater. All right, we're going to get into a topic real quick. Yeah, Before we get into the topic, we're not going to, this is not going to be part three of the coronavirus, but I do want to give a quick update. I can't remember the stats that I've rattled off the last. I think the first week we talked about it, we were like 20 or 30-something dead, the death toll. Last week, I think we were up to around 300. Uh, as of uh, Monday morning, 
Uh, death toll has risen to 908, 908 people dead with the coronavirus, 40,000 people infected. So, boy, those numbers keep creeping up. That's scary. I mean... I'm starting to see more masks out and about in the last week or two. I don't know if you've noticed or seen any. I, well, yeah, I mean, I've, I don't know. I'll, I'll be in the airport. I was looking at them, too, and they don't do shit for you. Yeah. Well, I, they, they, it's better than nothing, but I was looking at something a little bit more stylish than a surgical mask. <laughs> like a balaclava. Okay. But they're like, yeah, that doesn't do it. It's actually worse because if you don't wash it all the time, you're just collecting uh-huh. bacteria. And yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I could see you in one of those. Well, because it's like, all right, I'm going to be on a plane. I'm going to do... Uh, yeah. Do you do the uh, airborne before you get on the plane? That shit no, works we have good. that around here for being... No, we have Zycam around here. Okay. That air, airborne works pretty good. I got a flu shot. Did you? Recently? Did that, I did that last week. I was picking up uh, some scripts. Okay. And I was there. I'm like, give me one of them. Hook me up with them flu shots, dog. Huh. And so... I just because it was it was right after we did uh, the last episode, yeah, and then talking about the flu's killed this many people. I'm like, all right, you know what? As much as like I never get sick, I'm like, guess what? You get older and your body changes. These mm-hmm. people, are like, well, I used to never get sick, and then this happened. Like time isn't real. Like the decaying of your vessel isn't a real concept that every single person will go through. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, give me a flu shot. Let's see what happens. Mm. Anyway, I'm going to be controlled by the... My mind's going to be controlled by the government. Another now. victim of Agenda 21. Yep, that's it. That got me. Not me, buddy. Although I, was, I started watching a thing called The the Pharmacist on Netflix. And Is that, that good? Uh, that's about it, the opioid? Yeah, and it's just about how like it was a company that was just pumping those drugs into the, into the world, mm-hmm. knowing that they were harmful, but looking Jeez. at profits over well-being. Yes, for-profit health care. Anyway... So, yeah, all right. So I guess maybe I'll wear a mask soon. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'll find one if if it looks good. Give me like a camo mask. Because I want to look cool, you know. That's more important than whether or not I die of the coronavirus. Um, Dude, let's get into a topic. Let's talk about something. You want to? This is one that's been on my to-do list for a while. And it's uh, it's a pretty big one in the uh, world of conspiracy theories and just uh, that whole rigmarole. But I've always been curious. I've always heard about these folks, but I never really knew who they were. And they're called Koreans. Uh, no, <laughs> I was like, where is this one going? <laughs> uh, Freemasons. Always heard, you know, oh, that guy's a Mason and the Freemasons. Mm-hmm. And and I never really knew what was up with them until mm-hmm. I did some research. And, uh, yeah, man, do you, do you know much about the Freemasons? Do you know anybody who is a Freemason? Uh, I, I admit some, uh, no. no. I'm thinking of Knights of Columbus. Katie's dad's a Freemason. And, uh I, I didn't talk to him about this since I started researching it. Mm-hmm. but uh, And I got a feeling that the whole point of it is that you're probably not going to get a lot of info out of them anyway. Yeah. Because it's all one of, the, one of the whole principles is keeping stuff a secret. But basically, to the naked eye, it's kind of a civil group, a, a civic group, 
kind of a, a brotherhood. Yeah, they uh, they do a lot of philanthropy. They do a lot of charity stuff. But it's kind of a an old boys club, a men's group. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's you know there's lodges and branches in almost every city. Yeah, you in see the world. They're, they're, they're not, all they're over not the hidden place. about it. But all right, we're, we'll get into it here. I got a, I got a lot of info we're to uh, get into it to all relay. Right. But uh, where they start? All right, some say they descended from the ancient druids. Others link them to the uh, Isis Osiris cult uh, from ancient Egypt. And uh, still others claim that uh, they were an order of Jewish monks called the uh, Essenes, I'm probably mispronouncing that, who formed in the second century. Oh, uh, that's where the term assassin comes from. Oh, really? Didn't know that. I believe believe so. According to some Masonic scholars, the Freemasons trace their roots to the building of King Solomon's Temple in Jerusalem in uh, 967 B.C., and that's uh, an event which was described in the biblical book of Kings. So that is actually referenced in the Bible, the building of King Solomon's temple. Uh, in the story, the builders of the temple were the original stonemasons right. and the forefathers of today's Freemasons. And they say the legend centers around the master builder, a man named Hiram Abiff, who claimed to know the secret of the temple. And uh, one day, oh, oh, Hiram, he got whacked. One day, uh, three men kidnapped Hiram Abiff, and they, they wanted to know. These, these were like, um, I've, I've got it written down, but there's 33 levels, 33 degrees of, mm-hmm. of Masons, Freemasons, kind of like, you know, white belt, purple belt, black belt. Yeah. But these, these three dudes, they were like uh, apprentice. They were like level one. And, uh, you know, when, apparently when you get involved, they got all these secrets. Yeah. Well, they wanted, they didn't want to put in the work and the time. To, to climb the ladder, they, they, they grabbed old Hiram and they tried to beat it out of him. They're like, hey, give us the secret. And uh, Hiram, you know, because he had taken an oath as a Freemason, they're not supposed to share any information that someone is not. Well, that's not how a secret's to say. You don't just get like, you know, to join the Boy Scouts exactly. and then beat the shit out of the troop leader. And yeah. Then you become troop leader. Yeah. It's uh, not a lion pride. <laughs> these guys threatened to kill him. They tried to beat it out of him. He wouldn't talk. Eventually, he was murdered. And uh, after learning of the, ki- of the killing of uh, Hiram Abiff, uh, King Solomon ordered a group of masons to search for the body and bring it back to the secret temple. Uh, these men were unsuccessful, so the king established a new Masonic secret. I don't really know what these secrets are. There's a lot of talk about these secrets, but they don't, we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, his secret is to believe is believed to be um, the word uh, Mahabon. I'm mispronouncing that too, meaning the Grand Lodge door opened, mm-hmm. which is now the password used to enter the third degree of masonry. Uh, Mahabon. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. Sure. Anyway, a little history here. Uh, Freemasons have also been connected uh, with the mysterious order called the Knights Templar. You've heard of the Knights Templar? Oh, yeah. Did you read any of those Dan Brown books? Uh, No. Yeah. I I actually read one uh, years ago. It was was interesting. And I was so dumb at the time, I thought it was like uh, historically historically accurate. The Da Vinci Code? Yeah, the Da Vinci Code. That's the one. I think there was like a trilogy. I forgot which one I read. But anyway, it's pretty pretty good. Probably the first one. Yeah. these knights were monks who uh, they took up arms in uh, 1118 A.D. in order to protect Christian pilgrims traveling from Jaffa, which is a port city in Israel. Israel, I'm sure I mispronounced Jaffa, too. Uh, they, were, they were traveling from Jaffa to Jerusalem, and according to the legend, the Knights Templar discovered uh, the greatest treasure in history buried in the ruins of King Solomon's Temple. Um, 
Yes, yeah, so I don't want to bore you with all this history stuff. Yeah, but, so uh, these, these guys, Secret Society. Mm-hmm, Secret Society. Um, let's see. Another explanation of the Brotherhood's birth can be found in the Middle Ages. Uh, at that time, Masons were stone workers hired by kings and churches in England, Scotland, and France. And, uh, yeah, those who worked with ordinary stones were called rough masons, but those who carved more intricate designs in the softer stone, they were called freestone or freestone masons, later shortened to Freemasons. Uh, so that's one theory on how the word, the term Freemason came. Another uh, theory is just talking about how they're spiritually free. Like once you reach a certain level in the, in the Masonic uh, hierarchy, you're spiritually free, and now they're Freemasons, whatever. But well. uh, the Freemasons enjoyed a monopoly uh, because of their special skill, and they wanted to keep it that way. So they established trade, a trade guild, kind of a, a union, if you will, to discuss, to discuss their craft, talk about fair wages and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So they founded lodges where they could eat and keep their tools and hang out. And uh, they eventually started, like, secret handshakes and code words and everything. So that's uh, basically... It was a secret society that started off as kind of a, a union uh, for stone workers, and then throughout the years, the whole stoneworking component of it kind of fell off, and then now it's more of just a, a secret uh, brotherhood, if you will. I mean, it's not that secret. Yeah. You go by, the, and they're like, hey, this is the Masonic Lodge. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Look at the symbol. Yeah. Um, as far as women, uh, Freemasons uh, refer to themselves as a brotherhood, and for good reason. Uh, women are not allowed to join. Women were excluded from the group in the 1700s, uh, in part because the Freemasons were afraid that uh, women would distract them and uh, distract them from their tasks and uh, reveal their secrets. Uh, there's a few cases where women were admitted, such as uh, in the early 1700s, this lady named Elizabeth Aidworth. Uh, she was inducted into a lodge in England after she was caught eavesdropping on a meeting. They knew that she had uh, gained some some intel that she wasn't supposed to have, so they just accepted her in and uh, you know said, "Hey, you're part of the group, so keep it quiet and don't tell anybody our damn secrets." Mm-hmm. And uh, they take a blood oath. And uh, there's, blood actually, oath. there's actually been cases where I people mean, I don't got know, coronavirus people, from taking a people blood got oath. fucking whacked because they were talking. People you talk to, I don't know if that would happen today. I don't know if, you know, old yeah, old I don't Bob th- Wilson yeah. down at the Masonic Lodge is going to get get assassinated because he yeah, runs what's his mouth. Ca- yeah, what, like, oh, who uh, secret chili cook-off recipes are sneaking out of the... But it gets, it gets more. It's, it's, there's more to it than just a, a, a brotherhood. I hope so. All right, let's talk about uh, <laughs> Freemasons in America. In the 1700s, the Freemasons came to America. I think there's a lot of information about this. Yeah, online. I mean, it's, it's a big I don't time. know how secret this is. <laughs> when uh, Here's one here. Come by. This is our happy hour. They set up lodges in Boston and Philadelphia, um, even though they were still, uh, they remained under the control of the English uh, Grand Master. In 1731, Benjamin Franklin joined the Philadelphia Lodge. He became its master within three years. Many Franks. Yeah. George Washington was uh, a Freemason, initiated in 1752. Uh, This is interesting. A story exists that the Freemasons were among the dozens of men who dressed up as Native Americans, boarded three British ships in Boston, and uh, basically uh, perpetrated the uh, Boston Tea Party. Oh, yeah. Back in uh, December 1773. Uh, You know, that whole story. They dumped a bunch of tea, protests, you know, kissed my ass. Uh, whether Freemasons were actually involved in the Boston Tea Party is a matter of speculation, but some 
there's some stories that say that several of the uh, the Boston, Boston members, you know, helped perpetrate that. Um, there's some more interesting stuff here. Let's see here. 860,000 members uh, strong. So they think there's, uh, of course, this is it's almost a mi- almost a million people uh, of the secret society. Oh no, I'm sorry. The 860,000 by the turn of the 20th century. Uh, now they think there's two million uh, worldwide. Now. I used to get the Masons confused with the Shriners. You know about the Shriners? Yeah, they always had the cool go-karts in a parade. Yes. They were shaped like uh, flying carpets. Now, I don't know all the details. Kept thinking, like, like you guys got those go-karts for parades, but Mm -hmm. then there's just a garage with little flying go-kart, flying carpet go-karts. And that's when, as a kid, I'm like, You think they keep them all together? Where's this garage? Or is it like... Or do you think you bring your own? Oh, I thought it was like a fleet of them. Yeah. Because they're all very uniformly designed yeah. to look like flying carpets. That's true. And that's like whatever the society is. Whatever, If you have a secret society, first thing I want to ask, do you have, what is your parade involvement? Is mm-hmm. it marching or go-karts? If it's marching, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Go-karts, sign me up. I'll do whatever civic responsibilities you want me to handle. Let me do some flying carpet figure eights mm-hmm. down a thoroughfare. Man, that'd be cool. I would enjoy it. <laughs> well, the Shriners is kind of a uh, uh, side project, if you will, of the Masons. Uh, back in 1870, there's a new organization uh, formed by the Freemasons. Back then, it was called the Ancient Arabic Order of Nobles mm-hmm. of the Mystic Shrine, uh, now shortened to Shriners. To become a Shriner, a man must first rise to the third degree uh, or Master Mason in the Blue Lodge. After becoming a Master Mason, the guy can uh, belong to any Masonic group that uh, has Blue Lodge masonry as a prerequisite. Uh, the Shriners are known for their signature red fezes, uh, mm. a tribute to the organization's Arabic uh, heritage. Uh, they're also known, it says here, for their fun attitude. They're often clowns in circuses and parades. Flying carpet? Yeah. Go-karts. And they do a lot of philanthropy. Uh, Shriners hospitals around the country provide uh, free health care to kids, so that's good. Um, now, this is where it gets interesting to me. Um, there's a lot of parallels with the principles of the Masons to the United States government, such as the Constitution Declaration of Independence. Get this. 1717, the London Freemasons hired a guy named James Anderson to write a set of constitutions, later coined the Anderson Constitutions, Mm -hmm. uh, that served as kind of a manual or a guideline for the Freemasons. The Anderson Constitutions were completed in 1723, and many of the basic concepts, if you go back and read, I didn't do it, but if you go read these Anderson Constitutions, many of the basic concepts and principles that appear in that book also appear in our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence. So the the, the, whole, the point I'm making here is uh, the big conspiracy theory is are the Freemasons basically – a running the U.S. government, and B, are they kind of the new world order? We've talked about the new world order, which is fascinating, but and the way they've got it set up. Because I mentioned that there's 33 degrees. It's really interesting mm-hmm. these secret societies because you're only you're only told what there's you a need bar to know. Called 33 taps. Really? Is that secretly a Freemason watering could, hole? Could be. Boom. But you, you gain more information as, as the higher you rise through the ranks. And apparently, if you're a Mason, you're always told 
that 30, there's only 33 degrees. That that's the mm-hmm. top. But apparently, if you ever reach that top 33rd degree, then they're like, you know what? There's actually 360 levels. So, like, it's that hierarchy uh, where so like you only cup. know what you need to know. And that, that way the secrets can be kept. You know, you only learn so much as you progress. Therefore, you, you can't reveal pro- too yeah, much. Yeah, you've got to promise more after the next one. And pro- mm-hmm. Okay. Well... I mean, again, I, you know, I got to take my stance because that's I'm me and mm-hmm. you're you, and this is what we do in this. But what? So they, they say the the which which structure? The Masons seem like they took the structure from the United States government because a lot of governments have a constitution, mm-hmm. a lot of democratic governments constitution. Here's good rules for living and how you should behave. Yeah, that's I mean, a good it's, point. It's not, it's not a wildly rare mm-hmm. that. Someone would take a, 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 a structure that works mm-hmm. and then mimic it. Yeah. Um, no, that's true. I don't know the exact details that they're referring to. Um, no, you never do, dude. <laughs> but 14 U.S. presidents were Masons, including George Washington, Theodore Roosevelt, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, Truman. Uh, Reagan was even... Uh, he was given an honorary Scottish Rite Mason, whatever the hell that means. Um, 33 of George Washington's 74 generals were Freemasons, and then nine of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence were uh, Masons, and just, a third of the signers of the Constitution. But is this just a non-collegiate fraternity? Well, here's the point. Like fraternal order of this, fraternal order of that. See, hey, you're a cop, join this, join this group. You're, you're a higher up in the community, join this group. That's the point. You're, that's what they want you to believe. Yeah. Well, they did it because that's what I believe. <laughs> they got it. On the surface, on the, on the outer – and there's also like there's all these like different – there's an outer circle. There's an inner circle. The outer circle, the public's perception, it's like, oh, it's a, it's a civic group. Mm-hmm. They're philanthropists. And, and a lot of that is great. Yeah, like good for you. Sure. For help with the community. But some of the conspiracy theorists believe that – that's just what they – that's their appearance, but way up in the ranks and way behind closed doors that are they pulling strings internationally? Like are they really running shit? And this is what we're going to dive into. Yeah. Is the how the Freemasons run the world. Yeah, man. Well. It's, it's fascinating. Then we're going to do that in part two. Oh, okay. Part two. Of – it's part two because we just started talking about the topic ten uh-huh. minutes ago. That's oh, okay, yeah. So, so it's time to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can get into that next week because yeah, I still got some more uh, babbling uh, info to yeah. to relay to you. And by next week, we're going to record this in five minutes mm-hmm. after I take a leak. Hey, everybody, where are you going to be? <laughs> where are you going to be this weekend? I got nothing. I'm. Uh, I got some stuff locally, but uh, nothing worth bragging about. Where, where you plug your stuff? You you got stuff coming up. Baltimore, Philadelphia. When? When's Bal- it start? Thursday night. Baltimore's looking. Couple tickets left. Philly is sold out. Pittsburgh late show. Couple tickets left. Carborough, Charlottesville, Asheville. Ugh, could use your help, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of walk ups. Look, uh, look at them. Yeah, make a make a choice. Um, but no, and Shane Torres will be with me. That starts on the 13th. 
And that's where I'll be at. Nice. Dave, nothing. You want to tell people in Long Beach? People come out. You saw the people that were there in Huntington Beach. Yeah. People live here and oh. listen to us, too. It's still a couple weeks away. On the 29th, I'll be at the Wrigley Comedy Show uh, somewhere on San Francisco Street. I don't know the name of the venue. I'm not prepared. But that's, that's in Long uh, Beach. Yeah, Long Beach, February 29th. Uh, me and some other local local pals will be doing some, some nonsense. So right. The Wrigley Comedy Show. That should be a fun time. Hell yeah. The Boogie Monster. Network.